This isn't for your eyes. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Groovy Ghoulies podcast. As always, I am Mr. Reese Griffiths, and as always, I am joined by Mr. David White. Hello. Um, yeah, welcome. Uh, we're back for our final Clive Barker episode. Finally. Um, we decided that we'd cut it short, considering <laughs> it wasn't supposed to take <laughs> this long. Anywhere near this long. It was meant to be like a few weeks, and then... It's turned into a year. About a year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun. Yeah, I've watched some uh, great Clive Barker movies. No, so um, it's been great. In fact, I've got to be honest. I was pleasantly. I've always sort of palmed Clive Bar- Clive Barker. Clive Barker. That's Klein his Barker, new name. Yeah. I've always sort of palmed Clive Barker off as like a not a hack. Hacks are too harsh a word. Um, yeah, I always remember seeing on Stephen King books, uh, Clive Barker books. Sorry, oh, I've seen the next Face of Horror, the new yeah, Face on of Horror. every Clive Barker book. Yeah, uh, it's Clive Barker, yeah, and yeah. I was like, that's pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah, definitely. But he said about like he said about Books of Blood, I think. Yeah, and then it's been on every Clive every Barker book since. Yeah. But I think I sort of tainted it because it's like, okay, this is the guy that Stephen King thinks is hot shit. Yeah, yeah. And some of the stuff is not so great. True, but then. I think the peaks are very high and the troughs are very low, you know? Yeah. I mean, with anybody, but I think I've always just sort of fobbed him off as being, well, he's not really that good. But actually, some of the stuff that we have checked out has been a reminder that he's got a pretty dark and twisted mind. Definitely, yeah. That works. And I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Um, some of the guff, like the Stephen King films, film, ad- film yeah. adaptations, are awful, awful, awful. And admittedly, like, Rawhead Rex isn't great. <laughs> Dead is fucking abysmal, but that's, like, I don't think that's got anything to do with Clive Barker himself, actually. No, I don't, yeah. So the stuff that Clive Barker's done film-wise can be, like, is pretty good in comparison to some of the guff that Stephen King's put out. Yeah, I think, again, and I think I was being a bit unfair to Clive Barker, to be honest, because when you think about the sheer amount of stuff that Stephen King has written versus yeah. the amount of stuff Clive Barker's written. Yeah, yeah. All right, he might have written one or two things that I didn't really appreciate, but Stephen mm. King in his back catalogue has got a fair few things that yeah. I don't really care for. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're bound to when you're that prolific, though, you know? When yeah. you're putting up a book every fucking other, every every other year. month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, again, I was going back to the previous statement about, you know, oh, I've seen the new face of horror and it's Clive Barker. Mm. I sort of come across that around about the time that I started reading Stephen King and, like, knew into it, so I dove into all the good shit yeah, first. yeah, yeah. So I think I had this whole 
um, expectation of you know Clive Barker yeah and especially after I watched the first Hellraiser it was like fuck man okay yeah. let's check out some of the stuff he wrote yeah and just you know we're talking about stuff like Mr. Begone like yeah, really yeah care for yeah and it was I didn't mind it so much but then like when you compare that to say Books of Blood but this is it yeah. I'd never read Books yeah, of Blood yeah, I skipped yeah. out on Books of Blood because I was like okay I think Mr. Begone was the newest one at the time yeah, so yeah. we'll check this out yeah and I think I read Hellbound Heart um, and The Great and Secret Show. And I was okay, like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's, he's all right. But yeah. like, compared to having just read Pet Cemetery, yeah, yeah. Um, Salem's Lot, yeah. Carrie, The Shining, sure. I was like, what? What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I've, I'm really keen to check out some more of his stuff. Like, Yeah, definitely, um, yeah. Dip back into some of his books. Mm. Um, I did pick up the first Books of Blood, but I haven't started it yet. So you've never read Books of Blood? No. Wow. No, no, not, not a single... Fuck, man. Because there's six... I started with Books of Blood, I think. Exactly. Like, I started at yeah. Peak Barker. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started I at the trough. this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started at Peak, he's right off, yeah. Yeah, so like I said, I think it's, it's a bit unfair. Mm. And again, with, the, with regards to the films, they've always been sort of... There's almost this sort of disdain for Clive Barker movies because they tend to be terrible. Mm-hmm. But I think the ones that he's not involved in are the ones yeah, that are terrible. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The ones he directs himself. Yeah, or, or writes written, himself, yeah, produces, yeah. everything yeah. that he does himself, they, they shine. Yeah, they're exactly, like, yeah. I'm not saying that they're without flaws by no, any means, no. but there's an element to them that mm. stands out as being... Distinctly Clive Barker. Distinctly Clive Barker. Yeah. Distinctly like spooky. Mm. He's got the horror tone right. Like real dark, real yeah. sort of horrible... Before, you know, the surpasses other stuff you see. I mean, fucking yeah. Cenobites, like, those alone, yeah, yeah, in yeah. principle, are like, you, anybody, give me something that rivals a fucking yeah, Cenobite yeah, yeah, in totally. terms of, like, imagination, yeah. um, con... Ah, that was the fucking word I'm looking for. Created. He's pulled this out of fucking thin air, a yeah. Cenobite. You tell me somebody that's pulled something this as fucking spooky, yeah. creepy... As fucked up as a fucked up as a Cenobite. Yeah. There's there's nothing like yeah yeah. Um, and again, I think dipping into some of his other stuff like Nightbreed, for example, which we'll get into in a bit. Mm. I'd always heard the Nightbreed was a terrible movie. Yeah, and so never, I've never looked into it. At all. I knew almost nothing going in yeah, to yeah. Nightbreed at all. Um, and I managed to watch the Arrow video release with the director's cut that Clive Barker yeah, put together. Yeah. And there's a little intro bit where he's saying about you know. The studio interfered. The film was a mess because they just hacked away at it yeah, to the yeah. point where it didn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, so it's like a passion project that he has to put it back together to get some credibility back because yeah, this yeah. was his idea that they've just run with and ruined yeah. and made him look well, yeah. Yeah, like a shitty nightbreed yeah, maker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's quite interesting to see that he was really passionate to put it back together. And mm. then seeing some of the things that were featured in Nightbreed... Yeah. It was some of the creatures and the, the very Nightbreed concept itself. Mm. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, th- there's mm. several films worth of demonology going on in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, But again, I'd read Cabal before I'd seen Nightbreed. Right. I saw Nightbreed, like, years and years ago. And I, I'd be honest, I didn't think much of it then. Cabal or Nightbreed? Um, I, I like Cabal. Right. Nightbreed, the film, like, the, the first yeah, yeah. sort of cut of the film. I didn't like that so much. But... Um, I mean, I don't want to give my opinion away on the film too early in the episode, like, but I, I, I saw the director's cut as well, and um, 
I can't, I'll be honest, I can't really remember watching Nightbreed back in the day. Yeah. I just remember my opinion on it. But um, I, I fucking loved this version of Nightbreed. I thought it was amazing. And it does justice to the book, I think, as well. Right. Not that I can remember much about the book, but I remember sort of enjoying it as much as the film, the director's cut. Yeah. This is one of the things with, again, checking out some of these films. <clears throat> again, we did the Hellraiser series, and we're both in agreement that the Hellraiser films that don't involve Clive Barker are pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> again, Candyman, I believe, is one of the shorts from Books of Blood. Yes, yeah. Um, Midnight Meat Train which is one of the ones we haven't discussed but we've both watched mm. um, what are your thoughts on Midnight Meat Train I enjoyed it I think I again it was a few, few years ago I saw it but I like Midnight Meat Train yeah. it is what it is it's yeah, not exactly, trying to be yeah. anything overly yeah, adventurous it didn't blow me away but no. yeah it was, it was enjoyable though. Uh, again one of the Books of Blood stories mm. yeah, yeah. so it's closely tied up with Clive Barker mm. um, Nightbreed Cabal I haven't read Yeah, but I'm very much yeah, it's worth a read definitely yeah, yeah. now um Two of the other ones that I watched specifically for this episode were Lord of Illusions, mm. which I'm not sure if that's another short from... Yes, uh, yeah, Nightbreed... Uh, sorry, Lord of Illusions is based on one of the Books of Blood stories from Volume 6 called The Last Illusion. And what was the other one I watched? Book of Blood? Book of Blood, which I'm assuming is based <laughs> off of... Books of Blood. Books of Blood. Yeah. Um, all of which, like, in terms of concept... Even Rawhead Rex, all yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. film is a bit flat. Uh, yeah, um, it's good for you know popcorn chewing. Yeah, having a laugh. Too. Having a laugh. Film. It can't be taken seriously. No. Um, and some of the character design differs greatly from the original designs. <laughs> yeah. Have we seen some of the sketches for? I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to like post them. They yeah. look amazing. Yeah, like yeah. it looks creepy as fuck. Yeah, and then we ended up with fucking Rawhead Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I think anything that's tied. Clive Barker tied specifically with him involved yeah or they stick close to the material at least mm. you get these incredible like potential stories yeah yeah that are very dark just pure imagination yeah. and just pure sort of horror and I think he doesn't get enough credit for that I think he's been far because people have been so again going back to you know this is just all speculation on my part mm. but you've got a Hellraiser hit and it hit hard yeah with the impact it created which spawned several terrible Hellraiser <laughs> films several yeah. that are like okay and you know it, it, it couldn't keep up with that momentum of the first one I don't no, think no, no. it tried but it couldn't yeah. and so everything the sort of the, these people that were invested in Hellraiser and all these things that came after Hellraiser mm. they just never met expectations no, so people yeah. always just sort of fobbed him off yeah definitely yeah um, but Hellraiser I mean it's a unique concept to that one film and it's a unique sort of story in that it's a love story and it's you know like we've discussed this in length on the Hellraiser episode but then the sequels then were just all about Cenobites yeah and they're all about hell and well, don't get me wrong I love that but you're not going to sort of recreate the first film in the in the sequel by focusing on that one small like because yeah, it's a small element. aspect of like the first film yeah so again you've got yeah the Hellraiser movies enjoyed Hellraiser I think Pinhead's an amazing concept obviously yeah. Candyman great little story um, is there anything in particular that really stuck out for you that you hadn't watched in these other Clive Barker films is there anyone in particular that you were like never seen never nothing watched and then blown away to be honest I think I'd seen most of it before yeah. you know um, I've not checked out anything new I mean the only ones I've checked out for this episode really were Nightbreed and Lord of Illusions but I'd seen them previously um and I'd seen most of the Hellraisers, 
the ones I hadn't seen. I kind of glad, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad I hadn't seen. So I mean, nothing's really sort of standing out to me and going, "Oh my god, I can't believe I've never watched that before," because I have seen most of it before. The stuff I've come back to after years of not watching it, I've I've been very pleasantly surprised by, because I I don't know if like I thought that if I went back to a film that I'd not seen in ten years, it wouldn't hold up as well. Maybe yeah, like Lord of Illusions, for example. I used to watch the shit out of that when I was about fifteen, sixteen. And um, I haven't seen it since then. But watching it again last night, I was like, fuck, man, I can't believe... Like, this is really good. Like, I didn't think it would stand the test of time at all. And I couldn't really remember, like, the, the sort of plot points. Parts, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I was pleasantly, definitely pleasantly surprised by that. Candyman actually had the opposite effect. I remember sort of quite liking Candyman. Well, not, you know, like liking it in a... It wasn't that bad, you know, I enjoyed it. But then coming back to it, it's like, actually, the second one's much better. The first one's just a letdown, really. Well, this is it. The The first one has always been, like, almost held in such a high regard. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That when I come to watch it, I was a bit disappointed. Mm. Like, again, yeah, uh, this is going back, I think, the first time, I'm talking, like, 20-plus oh, years ago, almost yeah, now, yeah. that I watched it. The first time. And it would have been on the heels of Hellraiser. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've definitely got a new appreciation for it, rewatching it. Yeah. But again, I think the films that really stuck out for me are the ones that like I'd never seen before or mm. had any interest in watching. Yeah, so, yeah. for example, Candyman 2. Yeah. Having watched Candyman, I was like, oh, I'm not really bothered yeah, about 2 or 3. Yeah. But then watching 2, yeah. 2 is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, where was 2 all my life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and same with Nightbreed. Again, yeah, I'm not going yeah, too yeah. much into it. I'd never seen Nightbreed before at all. Yeah. And again, I might be biased because I watched the, the, the director's cut compiled by yeah, Clive yeah. Barker himself. So it was the film that, or as close to as he can do now, the mm. film that he wanted to release then. Yeah. I thought Nightbreed was amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Nightbreed, I would argue, is going to be on like one of my like top 20 horror films lists. Wow. It's just so much fucking fun. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then, same with Lord of Illusions. I'd never seen Lord of Illusions. Yeah. Watched it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Book of Blood. I'd seen before. Mm. I'm sure I'd seen before a few years ago because some of it was familiar. And again, it was interesting. But before we give too much away, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just jump into... Let's, let's talk a little bit about Lord's Illusion. Right, okay. Lord are we getting into the episode before we do a chatty bitches bit or are you... well the, we could do chatty bitches bit there's not really a lot to do chatty bitches bit there, is it? Christmas and yeah we did like. Christmas yeah we had Christmas Merry Christmas and people. Happy New Year and stuff yeah stuff how was your how was your Christmas Griff let's, let's do let's, <laughs> just, just, let's just get chatty bitches done and then we can talk film I'm just so excited what I talk about yeah, yeah, good films keen, like, <laughs> like oof I'd had like three films back to back that were like really good yeah um, yeah Christmas was good yeah I said uh, the kiddies were happy I had some good stuff I had uh, I, I told my wife that I wouldn't like confess that it was a knockoff once I wouldn't offend her but she doesn't listen so it's fine um, she bought me a Jason Voorhees necker figure off eBay nice but as it turns out it's a knockoff one Oof. but I still love it and I've decided that I'm going to like take it places with me and like when I go away with work I'll take pictures when I'm having my food with Jason sat next to me or something <laughs> to entertain the kids to stave off the loneliness <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Jason yeah. travel. at the end of the day like it's even if it's a knockoff it's still a necker figure it's still a figure of Jason that exactly. looks fucking awesome like. this is what I said yeah. to her because I said to her about you know well you can you know if you want you can file a complaint with eBay because they're selling counterfeit goods like yeah 
And she's, oh, well, maybe uh, I might have to send it back. And I was like, well, for what it's worth, I don't want you to send it back. I want to keep it. Yeah. I said, but I don't know how much you paid for it. It's up to you. I mean, if you paid top dollar for it, then you probably want yeah. your money back and buy me a proper one. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> don't be lazy. <laughs> I'm totally worth it. Um, and the other thing I got that was horror related, because most of my other stuff isn't horror related, and I don't want to bore everybody with all the other stuff I got, yeah. um, was Hung, Drawn and Executed, The Horror Art of Graham Humphreys. Ooh, nice. Um, you've probably seen this stuff about, it's on a lot of the Arrow video releases. Yeah. Um, this is essentially like a coffee table book hmm. with him running through various bits and pieces he's done, like posters for um, the walk, Weekend of the Dead convention, for yeah. horror conventions. Um, posters for movie posters he's done mm. artwork for blu-ray releases yeah. all sorts of stuff and like he goes into how what how he came about the idea the design and all this sort of stuff yeah um basically i'm too poor to buy any of his actual artwork so i was <laughs> like can i get the book because yeah. it's got lots of the stuff i like and i can just look at it yeah. and pretend that it's totally cool <laughs> nice what did you with christmas pan out good man yeah yeah good and um, hectic as always but yeah really good I got um, one of my favourite albums on vinyl. It's pretty cool. Celtic Frost's um, Monotheist. And I got a big old book called The Illustrated History of the Occult, Witchcraft and Magic. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting to that. A bunch of other books as well, man. Like a couple of Schachter books. Um, the H.H. H. Holmes one. Nice. And Hell's Princess, the Bell Gunner story. Oh, cool. So yeah. And I got the Amdeville Horror book as well. Nice. Even though like everyone knows it's all bullshit. <laughs> I just like to read sort of what it was like before everything was bullshit. Well, that's it. It's all like, yeah, stuff like that. It's interesting. It's the telling, whichever way you look at it, it's the telling of a story. And as yeah. long as the telling of the story is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If it's written in a way where you can get on board and be all like, oh, yeah, that's pretty spooky. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter that you know it's bullshit. Yeah, as long true. as you can sort of run with it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I had a couple of Joe Hill books as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, um, Nosferatu and Heart Shape Box. Nice. So I just started Heart Shape Box. Pretty good so far. Yeah, I've read both those. Um, yeah, I find Joe Hill a bit hit and miss as well. Yeah. Let me see what you think once you've read it. I mean, them. the only other stuff I've read by him is a bit of Lock and Key. Yeah. But I like, think the first out, first couple of issues of that. I really like Lock and Key. Yeah. Um, I, I like his stuff, don't get me wrong, but I haven't come across anything that I'm like, that was amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. all just sort of, um, I don't say pop gum, pop gum, pop, <laughs> pop popcorn, <laughs> bubble gum. Yeah, yeah. It's all just sort of yeah, they're they're easy reads. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like not Nosferatu is a, quite an interesting one. Sweet. Yeah, Hatchet Box is the one with the rock star. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess like he buys a ghost on the internet. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. quite good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Christmas is good, man. How was your New Year? Too good, too much. Well, we were going to sit in the house and just watch superhero movies with the kids because, yeah. like, we do this whole superhero Saturday thing now where we're the older two we sit there and try and get through some Marvel stuff because they like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like the day before we got asked if we were doing anything by the guy in work. And I said, no, I'm just going to sit around and watch horror movie Horror movies. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> superhero <laughs> movies with the kids. And he said, oh, well, we're going to have a little bit of a shindig if you want to come over. So I was like, yeah, cool, man. Nice. So just popped over over his house, played some pool because he's got a pool table. Yeah, watched some TV. Yeah. Kids played together with his kids. Mm. Did some fireworks out in the back garden. And he's got up the top of his garden. He's got like a essentially like a little outhouse in the back. Well, a little outhouse. It's like a little house, not an outhouse, like a toilet. It's okay. like a little house out the back. <laughs> okay. Like an outside house. Outside house. All yeah. houses are outside. 
but in his garden, yeah, uh, garden a house, house within yeah, yeah an outside house within his house perimeters of his yeah. house stuff a smaller house in the garden <laughs> yeah he's not just a got a fucking house <laughs> in the back of his garden yeah. um, he's done it all. he's got kitchen units in it and all the rest of it yeah. and he went and opened this cupboard he's like here you go you'll appreciate this and opened it and it was just loads of VHS oh nice <laughs> I was like oh, dude I'm trying not to get on the VHS train I'm really trying hard yeah, not yeah. to buy any fucking videos <laughs> anyway and I was looking he's got stuff like the burning nightmare on elm street uh, fucking nice. house two yeah and i was just like oh man yeah nice i'm just looking through oh return the living dead nice <laughs> flicking through all these things just like yeah. oh man i'm pretty sure i had return of the living dead on vhs back I, in the day again that's the one i never watched until recently despite yeah. my like love for zombies yeah, yeah i think we did a zombie all day uh, a couple of years ago mm. it was supposed to be a george romero all day uh, yeah but i think we got to like survival of the dead and people were a bit or diary of the dead and people oh, yeah. were a bit fed up so we put some other stuff on including yeah. zombie strippers nice. which is great fun and somebody put on return the living dead yeah which i'd never seen before and yeah. i was just like fuck man this is so good <laughs> yeah, yeah which is the one in the graveyard where they start dancing in the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's the first one man. yeah yeah return that's, the living dead yeah that's yeah. what i have yeah. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> i haven't seen the second one i've only seen the first and third yeah yeah i'm waiting for the second one to get a blu-ray release so i can check it out nice but yeah man so yeah that was my new year's eve not too exciting did yeah. you do anything no no um we just planned to have a drink in the house and play some games yeah um but we ended up just watching the witcher i I had about three cans, I think, maybe. I fell asleep by half eleven <laughs> on the sofa. What did you think of The Witcher? Did you finish it yet? Yeah, I finished it, man. Yeah, have you finished it? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. But I've read The Last Wish. Right. And that series is just The Last Wish, pretty much. It's all that book. No, I haven't read. <clears throat> I, I've played... I've only played Witcher 3, so I'm okay. familiar with the basic principle of The Witcher and all the rest yeah, yeah. of it. Fulfill, you know, they fill you in in Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, I haven't read any of the books or anything, so I went in... And was watching it with Sarah. Yeah. And she, there was quite a lot of questions sort of raised about, well, what's going on here? What's doing this? What, what, what the hell was that? very bad at explaining, like, the timeline. Yeah, the, I, I think for the season, the timeline is absolutely terrible. Because but then like, that's, I think that's the way it happens in the book. book. And that's like, if you have that context, then it makes it a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, by the time it gets to the end, it does, ex- you, it does become apparent what's going on yeah, with yeah, the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was done a bit weird. Mm. I didn't love it. Again, I haven't read the book. I was just sort of, I could sort of give or take really at the moment yeah, because yeah. there's so much, for a first season, again, like you said, they're basing it off the book. Yeah. But for the first season, I think they really need to try and get you invested in characters and like... Yeah, yeah. Building right. like an overarching story sort of thing. Yeah, sort yeah. of slowly start building up the stuff. It's like Geralt, you don't really see him be much of a badass. Like... Mm. You see him fighting people and yeah, yeah. fucking kicking ass left, right, and centre, but you, he doesn't really fight many monsters yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And considering he's supposed to be like this slayer yeah. of monsters, and like the whole toss a coin to your witcher thing trending. It's yeah, like, I don't really like that to be honest. What's he? What's he killed? He's killed yeah, like yeah. two fucking monsters yeah. in a whole series. Yeah, I know. Um, but, but like, as like, I've only read that one book, and I really want to read more. But um, sort of when he when he first start the series and you see he's going to Blaviken and you're like oh my god this is Butcher, Butcher Blaviken story do you know what I mean yeah. it's like you're fan, fangirling all over this like <laughs> one little detail 
And it's I'd, like I loved that because I'd had that context. Yeah. I think if you had that, then it, it definitely. Well, that was it. There was like, a lot of stuff that I could relate to in that, like I knew who certain characters yeah, were, like and Tris I knew and where Yennefer they were going to yeah, end yeah. up. So yeah. it was like, oh, how are we going to get here? How are we going to get there? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just sort of the pacing of it and the way that it was structured in terms of bouncing around timeline wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really work for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I really did enjoy Henry Cavill as Geralt though. Yeah, again, I don't think we. I saw enough of him to really form an opinion. Really? I mean, most of his sort of conversations are, mm, fuck. <laughs> well, we started, actually, on New Year's Eve, we started playing a drinking game, and um, one of them was, every time Geralt says fuck, every time he grunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's like... Uh, what else is there? I can't remember the name. But yeah. And like, it's tricky, again, because the whole series is based off of, it, it is. it revolves around Geralt, but yeah. there are other characters involved. Hmm. They're trying to give you plenty of information on all of them. Yeah. Again, I don't know, for me, I, I've only played the Witcher game where you play as Geralt. Yeah. So it all revolves around yeah. Geralt. Yeah, so yeah. when I'm spending best part of three hours over four episodes with... Yeah. With Yennefer. Yennefer instead. Yeah, yeah. It's all like, this is called the Witcher. <laughs> Where's yeah, yeah. my fucking She's not a Witcher? witcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a witch. <laughs> um, yeah, no... Uh, yeah, series two. I'll check it out by yeah, all means. Yeah. And again, the books. I've yeah. I've, well, I've got the last wish downstairs. If you want to like, so the first one. Is yeah, there, yeah. Is it? yeah, man. I'll have a borrow. Yeah, after sweet, yeah, nice. Cool. Have you watched or seen anything else outside of these wonderful Clive Barker movies we're talking about? Um, I started watching the second season of Lost in Space the other day. Did you watch the first season? No, so no? I haven't watched the first oh, season yet. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> man, managed to knock out The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Well, I've been trying to make a dent in the boys. I'm still like three episodes off. I'm not digging the boys. No? I'm, just, I'm I'm coming round slowly. Okay. But there's so much stuff that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like it's really rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah. But maybe that's just because I'm a, like up my own ass purist. Well, it's essentially the same as me with Witcher. <laughs> like, yeah. If I'd seen sort of something on there that pissed me off that wasn't in the like that had changed from the box, I'd be like, why is that different? Yeah. What are you why? doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this? this Although I have read the boys, but. I don't have the same sort of reverence for it as yeah. you do. I do love it, obviously, but... I mean, it's, it's fine, and I can see, again, it's the same with the Preacher series. They've had yeah. to change certain yeah, things, yeah. but there's there's just some things that just... It's just, oh, why are you doing that? Mm. Why do you need to do that? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's just me being a fucking arsehole. But <laughs> you know, I quite enjoyed the boys, but I haven't read the books in a while, and I... No. I mean, we're getting there. We were all like, oh, we're going to watch it after Witches. Like, should we finish the boys yeah. just so I can actually write it off <laughs> yeah, if I yeah. don't like it? <laughs> um, I've been watching. I've decided that, like, I was looking through my stuff trying to compile my top uh, list of the decade. And I was yeah. like, oh, what have we got? And I was like, oh, Afro Samurai, man. Let's put some Afro Samurai on. I love Afro Samurai. It's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, well, why the fuck don't I watch any other manga anime stuff yeah, yeah. if I love Afro Samurai? Surely there's got to be some other cool shit out there. Yeah. So I did a little bit of research, and it was like the thing that kept cropping up was Cowboy Bebop. I've heard of it. I've never checked it out. Um, so I was like, oh, fuck it. This, this, it's, it's supposed to be like the gateway thing. Yeah, it's yeah. very accessible. Um, I checked it on the first couple of episodes. I was loving it. Mm. Um, unlike anything else, it's got some really good episodes, some interesting episodes, and some that are a bit neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, the kids were digging it, though, so that was cool, because I could actually, you know... I don't want to watch fucking Baby Shark for an hour. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. watch fucking Cowboy Bebop instead, you yeah. bastards. <laughs> um, 
No, so that was cool. So I'm looking at dipping into some other stuff. Yeah, I'm mm. not really a manga guy. No, you know, or anime guy. There's a couple I like. I like Death Note a lot. That was really good. And um, we did watch Attack on Titan. I think the first couple right. of seasons of that, that was pretty good. And One Punch Man's alright as well. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Though. Yeah, it's okay. I am. I am finished it, but it's alright. But it's like it's that whole thing of like it's a completely for me and untap pool of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where like they dip into all sorts. Of the thing is with anime though, you've really got to wade through the shit to get to the good stuff. Like, well, that's it with with the the good graces of the internet. God, yeah. I can like <laughs> look at top ten lists yeah, of anime yeah. stuff to check out, and yeah. you know, okay, if I like Afro Samurai, what should I check out? Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things that have like cropped up, like Helsing. I've no idea. Which is uh, it's probably like one of the most bloodiest anime art by <laughs> top ten. <laughs> yeah. Full of blood and guts, vampire hunter. Oh, let's so have it. Yeah, Whoosh. Yeah. Um, no, there's a couple. Did you of check out the that... Castlevania series came on Netflix? No, I was a bit mm, not sure about that. Yeah, it was only good. I I didn't check it out, man. I, I think I saw like half of the first episode. I didn't mean to go back to it, but um, gotta do it. Castlevania is one of those things where in principle I love it but actually I never played any of it until like Xbox 360 so yeah, yeah. or I don't remember playing any of it till Xbox yeah. 360 so pretty it's sure not. I played a little bit of it back in the day but no I wasn't like a massive fan of it just I just like the concept you know yeah um, so yeah I'm looking to dip into some more stuff yeah but we'll see we'll see what else is on the cards Cowboy Bebop was good though I'll mm. have to lend it to you yeah I'll check that out um, playing anything interesting uh, Borderlands 3 you've been playing the shit out of that recently yeah yeah man and I started Jedi Fallen Order as well which is fucking great have you played that yet? yeah yeah you finished it? yeah yeah I'm only like the first couple of hours in I think I'm on the first planet but yeah it's great yeah it was really I think it's one of the better Star Wars games to come out in recent years for sure mm. but I don't think that means it's without its flaws yeah like there's a couple of the mechanics that get old quite quick mm. um, there's a couple of bits where you must have come across it where you're sliding down something and then you've got to get your time jump right. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of times where, like, I've jumped and, like, because I've got him jumping off at an angle yeah. instead of straight because yeah. he's coming yeah. around a I've corner gone, at an angle. I've gone round one and I've had to jump onto a rope. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that, been off fuck and that you just like, can't fucking fuck get it. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. How am I meant to time that right? Like, how yeah. I, if I'm going around a corner, <laughs> I can't I've see. Yeah, I've got a precision jump onto this fucking rope. How am I meant to do that? Yeah, there's a couple of those you'd yeah, be glad yeah. to know. Fucking great. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of bits like that that are a bit annoying, mm. but it, it's it borrows heavily from like the Tomb Raider sort of mechanics as well, like yeah. being able to climb up certain faces with certain tools and all yeah, the rest. Yeah. That I didn't really dislike. Mm. I think it works well, but at the same time, it's just copying. It, it's basically yeah. like a Tomb Raider game with a Star Wars skin on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say the same about the Dark Souls though, because it's uh, been compared like it's quite a Dark Souls esque game, isn't it? Like in the combat mechanics, anyway, like the parrying and the dodging and stuff. Yeah, they've got the, the various game modes, and they. I just went for the story mode because okay. that's what I was in for. I didn't yeah. want any of that Dark Souls get my ass <laughs> handed to me shit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the same mechanics. If you're yeah. like story or like or Dark Soulsy, I've gone for story as well because I can't be asked with. I didn't say some of the other options. They do stuff where they alter your combat, so your yeah. power is not as strong and stuff. Okay, so yeah. you have more of a Dark yeah. Soulsy challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the again the parrying and the watching the the combat moves and all the rest of it the, yeah. the enemy combats you know when to dump in dump in mm. jump in <laughs> and like okay swipe swipe roll cut done like, yeah yeah you know, I like that I thought it was good and overall I enjoyed it I thought it was one of the better games I played this year yeah um, are you making a Borderlands 3? I've only dipped my toe into Borderlands 3 yeah. I've literally played it for maybe an hour and a half okay. like I haven't played much at all yeah um, 
I was playing it with one of the other f- people I know and play games with. One of one of like three people yeah. I know and play <laughs> yeah. games with. I think I had to go away with work somewhere and I come back and he was playing something else and then Christmas has been and gone so he's had like his modern warfare and he's uh, had yeah. his fucking Star Wars and he's yeah, had yeah. his Rainbow Six fucking Ghost. I don't know. I don't keep up with those games. Yeah. So he's busy playing all those at the moment. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, I'm loving Borderlands 3. It's, uh, well, it's more Borderlands, you know? Yeah. Exactly it's more that. fresh new Borderlands. Yeah. I wish they'd stop with a fucking, like, developers need to learn that parkour from a first person perspective just doesn't fucking work it's horrible like, yeah <laughs> it doesn't work it's awful and like precision jumping from a first person perspective it's just it's horrible it's such a fucking nightmare like because there's um i don't know if you've seen it yet but you've got um collectibles right like in every like fucking game ever there's um fucking hate collectibles i know yeah but i'm going for the platinum like so i'm like <laughs> i really want these collectibles and um a lot of them are like you know the f- Far Cry games yeah. you've got to climb up the radio towers yeah, yeah. similar to that like some of them you've got to climb up these bits and all that but again like climbing up things when you've just got a precision jump somewhere and then grab onto a ledge fuck that man <laughs> fuck that from a first person perspective man. that's one of my fucking hates is like collectibles because they put them in places where you've got to like be able to do these fantastic manoeuvres and stuff yeah, to yeah. get up in time everything just right yeah and the other thing I really fucking hate and when it first, the first time I ever experienced it, it was in Max Payne and I thought it was fucking magic. Yeah. And after that, I fucking hated it in every single game since. Bullet and Far time? Cry. No, not Bullet Time. <laughs> drugs. The use uh, of drugs right, yeah, and when yeah. you're tripping yeah, and yeah. you can't see shit properly and yeah. you're expected to do all these things. It's just fucking annoying yeah, yeah. because it slows down the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Fucking nuisance. Well, same as like drinking in any game and you just, your vision gets blurry and you can't walk properly. Why would you do it? Like, why would you Why would you make your vision <laughs> In what game awful? does anybody actually... I was playing, I replayed all the Bio... Well, all the Bioshocks. I played one and two recently. Yeah. But then I went back and did Infinity. But again, in those, it's like, oh, there's all this alcohol to drink. Why? No. Yeah. Why would I do that to myself? <laughs> I'm not that desperate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it gives you some Eve, but you lose health or health and you lose Eve one or the other. But it's like, no, fuck But there's it, like just... Eve hypos fucking everywhere. Yeah. I'll just wait for an apple and yeah, get exactly, my health yeah. back. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> fuck drinking. I can't yeah. see what the fuck I'm shooting. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, I think that wraps up Christmas, New Year and stuff we've been doing. Stuff we've been doing. Well, have you been doing anything other than Christmas, New Year, and playing games and reading uh, and watching films? Because it's been a while. Oh, we went to some gigs. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. we've been to some shows. Yes, like, it's been a while since we last recorded, so there's quite a few shows considering. Did we record before Melt Banana? I think it was before Melt Banana. Yeah. Before Lightning Bolt. Yeah, yeah. Before Emil and the Sniffers. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we went to those shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Melt Banana Man, how did you like? I like fucking loved Melt Banana. I thought, I thought Melt Banana was one of the highlights of the year yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, Fucked my ears though. Yeah. Like my eardrums after that were horrible. <laughs> this is why you got my little pocket key. Well, I've got some. I had some for Christmas actually, nice. like some Sevilla uh, plugs. So I'm definitely gonna be taking them because I'm old now and I can't handle loud noises anymore. Yeah, me. I forget it. Well, it's the same when we went to Lightning Bolt and some people we knew were there and they're like, "Oh, you coming to the front?" And it's like, "No, man, I'm old now. I don't yeah, need to come to the front yeah. and watch it. I'm gonna stand in the back with my earplugs in." Yeah, exactly. Because I Cause like hearing stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought, yeah, Melt Banana was fucking, the energy was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was in a tiny little venue, so that was cool. Yeah. My like, only complaint is that there was a tiny venue, and, like, obviously, when you're in that smaller venue with that louder noise, the feedback echo, it comes a lot quicker. Yeah. 
and then it makes everything else you hear in like it slightly illegible. You know what I mean? But uh, again, that's just me being old. <laughs> um, Lightning Bolt was like watching them play was impressive. I don't think they played a single song that I knew because I haven't listened to a Lightning Bolt album in years. Yeah, I've not been keeping up with them really. No, but they were fucking great. Yeah, really. Like enjoyable. in terms of performance, like you can't knock it. Yeah, yeah. The pair of them clearly know what they're doing. Yeah, their support as well was great. I thought <laughs> she was so fucking weird. Yeah, I loved it. Can <laughs> <laughs> DJ um, DJ Flux gig something? A Scandinavian name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she was genius. I Think of, like, Bjork. Yeah. If Bjork was into, like, EM, EDM. And, like, telling stories about frogs that yeah. eat worlds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, live under the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah she funny. was genius. She was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend checking her out. DJ Flugvel Og Gameskip. There we are. Yeah. So it's F-L-U-G-V-E-L-O-G-G-E-I-M Skip. We'll check her out on Instagram at yeah. the later date, so you can all go check her out. Yeah, she was fucking awesome. Mine, the support for Mel Banana was pretty good as well. The pivots. Pivots. Again, they were... <laughs> weird. I was sitting there and I was like, uh, am I enjoying this? Or is this just fucking weird? Yeah. I had a smile I mean, on my face. Yeah. yeah. But then I was like, well, I can enjoy it if it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't got to be like, those things aren't mutually exclusive. They yeah. can't, I can't not enjoy something because it's weird. Like, yeah. So I don't think it's anything I would listen to. Yeah. But if they were playing somewhere where I like a festival where yeah, I was yeah. at, I don't know if I'd go and watch them specifically. If nothing else is on, I'd go and check my time. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to a festival and they were playing, I'd yeah, definitely check Yeah, if they played the next Dark Tangent, yeah. Yeah, yeah if it was like, oh, they're doing it. a tour and they're playing Welsh Club or whatever, I don't know if I'd like... Yeah, buy tickets specifically to see them. them out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, they were interesting mm. for sure. Yeah. And then... Emil and the Sniffers, I can't really remember much of. Yeah, I was pretty drunk for that. Yeah, I remember it was pretty good. Yeah. I remember taking loads of Instagram stories and being all like, yeah, look at me, I'm in a club doing <laughs> yeah, stuff. Because yeah. it was like the first night out in like fucking <laughs> yeah, <a> year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. That was, I remember that being pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, totally. That's about all we've been up to outside of working and stuff. Yeah. Well, cinema. Have we been to the cinema to see anything? Oh, recently? Star Wars. That's the new, uh, new, new, new... New Star Wars. New Star Wars. The new <laughs> thing to talk about. Everybody's loving or hating Star Wars. Did you yeah. watch the new Star Wars? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of the new Star Wars? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Controversially. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, did really enjoy it, to be honest. It's, um, I feel like it tied up a lot of the plot, plot holes that were opened by the second film. Yeah. And I feel like it had to do that. I feel like they didn't have much of a choice in that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's an end to the story, I guess. You know? It's enjoy- an enjoyable end, as enjoyable as an end as they could get out of there, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as other people appear to enjoy it. And not because like I'm a massive fucking Star Wars arsehole. <laughs> yeah. um, I like Solo, so fucking take from that what you will. <laughs> <clears throat> In fact, I'm pretty sure Solo made my top ten list, right? That's how much I, I, I'm open to new things with Star Wars. Wow. But I just thought this one was a little bit lazy. Again, we won't go into too much detail because yeah. just in case people haven't seen it. But there were just certain bits that just like didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That just seemed really bizarre. Um, spoiler alert. A little bit of a spoiler. I'm not going to give the details away, but I want to sort of mention it to you to see what you think about it. Yeah. You've got the whole Kylo Ren Ray thing at the end. Yes. And like, oh no, Ray's not doing so well. Mm. But she's there. And then mm. Kylo Ren does his little magic thing. And then Ray's all like, oh, I feel better. 
I've got a little bit of confession to make here, right? <laughs> Is this where you fell asleep? I did, yeah. <laughs> For about 20 minutes towards the end. So you didn't see all of it then? No. You missed everything I hated about it because you were sleeping. <laughs> Not that I want to perpetuate the stereotype of being Sleepy Dave. Sleepy Dave strikes again. <laughs> but I did fall asleep. Um, it, was about, it must have been for about 15 minutes. And it was during... Probably the, the climactic most... end scene. <laughs> I, I saw the end scene. Yeah, I woke. I woke up when the Jedi were talking to Ray. Right. And I fell asleep before that scene <laughs> started. <laughs> so, but please carry on. And yeah, I'll oh, so right. see if I saw any of it. Like, to... well, uh, yeah, we'll come back to it after you've seen it again. Okay. Because I don't want to go into too much detail and spoil it for oh, anybody no, no. else. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you got a bit where there's the whole Palpatine battle, and that right, really yeah. fucked me off. Yeah, because he's OP as fuck. Yeah, he's just like I'm gonna stop all the spaceships. I've been practically dead for this yeah. whole fucking movie, but all of a sudden I've drained the life essence of two Jedi without actually killing them. Yeah, which has given me enough power to hold every fucking ship in the sky because yeah. I'm OP as fuck. And then they have the little battle. Ray saves the day, mm. dead, <clears throat> but she doesn't vanish. Kylo Ren comes along. She, yeah. She's better. She gives Kylo Ren a kiss. Kylo Ren's gone. Yeah, yeah. Dead. Just vanishes. Yeah. It's like, well, where the fuck did she go? Why isn't she gone anyway? Why was she alive for like 10 minutes after she was dead? He gives her a kiss. Fucking dead. Straight off the bat. Disappears. I was like, oh, fuck this. This is nonsense. I saw the kiss. Yeah. Um, I can't explain it, to be honest. Yeah. No, I didn't like that. Like I said, there was a couple of bits. And there was, I was watching it and there were several bits where I was like, oh, man. I know I should like this, but it's just a repeat of fucking this, and it's just yeah, that. Yeah. And it was the same I said to Sarah about like the cannons on the ship, <clears throat> and it was like, okay, so you've got the Death Star, and all right, we come back to the Death Star and the first of the new three, hmm. and then in the second one, all right, we won't use the Death Star, we'll use the fucking Planet Destroyer, which is essentially a planet Death Star. Yeah. So right, we still can't get away from this Death Star fucking bollocks. And then in this one, it's oh, we build an entire fleet that uses essentially the same weaponry as the Death Star but on yeah. a fleet of Star Destroyers yeah. and the weakness is also much like the Death Star the same fucking thing yeah, yeah. you just shoot the fucking cannon <laughs> and it blows up the fucking ships yeah. job done and I said, oh my god come on you've got fucking three movies and it's science fiction you can do absolutely fucking anything you can pull anything out of your ass fucking germ warfare they create some new super fucking virus <laughs> right that doesn't even respond to fucking stormtrooper DNA because yeah. they've been modified or whatever you could do anything yeah no, we'll stick with the fucking Death Star because everybody loves the Death Star. Not for fucking eight movies they don't, you lazy bastards. Yeah, true. But yeah, no, I thought it was right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, I, I, I enjoyed it, anyway. Um, and uh, to be honest, with films, like the Star Wars films especially, like you try not to think too much about it because you're going to find plot holes in all of them. But this I mean? is it. I read a really interesting thing where like, Star Wars has always been sort of aimed at um, a younger audience that yeah. are way more susceptible, not susceptible, way more easily pleased in terms of like they'll just take things yeah, yeah. at face value. They yeah, don't yeah. read into it, yeah. which is where I think Star Wars gets a lot of hate from is because you've got all these fanboys that at one point mm. were kids and loved this thing and yeah, built yeah, this yeah. whole narrative up in their head and then they're being told something different yeah. and they're like rebelling against it because it's absolute nonsense mm. but I think you have got to go in and take them with a pinch of salt they are yeah. what they are they're just films 
the continue telling a story. Yeah. I mean, they've even introduced new characters to kind of move away from stuff. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely my least favourite of the newest ones. I prefer everything else over this. I prefer oh, okay. Solo, Rogue One, yeah. the other two Star Wars movies. I wasn't a big fan of Solo, to be honest. And I don't know if that's, I don't know what it is about it. Like, it didn't do anything really wrong for me, but it's just I just didn't click with it. Well, I think a lot of it is just tricky because Han Solo is such a fucking... Mm force when it yeah, comes yeah. to Star Wars He's, there's such an impact there with that character yeah. trying to have somebody else play yeah, Han Solo yeah. and trying to tell a Han Solo origin story yeah it's going to come like it's not going to sit well yeah totally yeah and when I saw the kid I was like that's not Han Solo yeah yeah but like I tried to just be all like but it is it's fine yeah, it's, it's totally, totally fine I don't know maybe for me it's just more like for me Star Wars is all about like the yeah exactly for me Star Wars is all about being all, like the Jedi and the Sith yeah. and stuff like that and the force and all that so seeing a Star Wars story with none of that, it's just a bit like, oh, can I be honest? But that's one of the things that I kind of admired with them doing. Mm. It's because there's such there's this whole like Star Wars, the Jedi, this canon of like you've got this whole universe that you can like tap into. Like, I'm gonna, well, I was going to use the Mandalorian, but mm. I haven't seen it. But they do kind of tap into the Jedi in there a bit by rescuing Baby Yoda. Yeah. I'm assuming. You've got this whole universe where they could do anything. Like there was talks of a Boba Fett movie, and it's like, yes, how fucking badass yeah, would that, that would be? be You're cool, just talking yeah. a fucking bounty hunter movie. Yeah. So I was open to this whole like moving outside of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Thing and doing all these various different things. Mm. I just don't think they managed to nail, hit the hammer, on, nah, hit the hammer, fucking hell, yeah. hit the nail on the head with Solo. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. explain why because yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was basically Indiana Jones in space. Yeah, which again, true, yeah. I'm making that. Harrison Ford comparison. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was a bad movie by any means. No. No, I don't think it was bad. I just didn't, didn't really sort of gel with me that well. You know, it's not like I can't really pinpoint anything about it. I just sort of didn't. Well, I did enjoy it. It's just it's, it was there for a minute and then it's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it almost doesn't feel. It almost it's just a sci-fi movie rather than a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I don't know how they could make it a Star Wars movie without doing the Force thing, which so, yeah. would completely undermine everything I just said previously. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Right, man, we're getting on a bit. Should we um, yeah. kick on with Nightbreed? Yeah, Nightbreed, we can do Nightbreed, or do you want to do Lords of Illusion and... Oh, I'll finish my Nightbreed. Books of Blood and then finish on Nightbreed. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so, Lord of Illusions. So, released in 1995, um, Lord of Illusions was directed and written by Clive Barker. Which is great. We love when they do that. Starring Scott Bakula as Harry Damore. Scott Bakula of Quantum Leap and... Um, Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. And we have Daniel Von Bargen as Nix. And he's been in Robocop 3, Super Troopers, The Faculty, and not much else. No, well, loads of stuff, <laughs> but nothing that we'd be interested in. Kevin O'Connor as uh, Philip Swan and he's been in The Mummy uh, Deep Rising Van Helsing a uh, bunch of other stuff I've, I've seen him in loads I'm sure I have there's quite a few faces that like crop up and stuff yeah I think Scott Bakker is probably the most famous actor there at the time <laughs> yeah um, so released in 95 written directed by Clive Barker himself and it follows the story of an illusionist or a magician called Nix, and he's obviously quite an evil, evil character. 
and Philip Swan, who in the beginning scenes kills Nix, or traps Nix rather, with this weird face contraption thing. Yeah, I thought the mask was pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, he's like a leader of a cult. That's right, yeah. yeah. And they've kidnapped a young girl, mm. and Swan is all like, he's gone too far. Yeah, yeah. Comes to the rescue. With a bunch of other people. A bunch of other people from the cult that are in agreement. Um, yeah, they sort of wound him, mortally wound him. And then trap him with this Stick weird this sort weird of medieval torture device on his face. Piece, mouthpiece, mouthpiece. Yeah, typical Clive Barker fashion. Yeah, blood magic to seal it. Yep, yep. Oof. And they bury him. Bury him. And then the story picks up 13 years later where Swan is a famous magician or an illusionist. Working in LA. And we focus then on the, pe- uh, the private detective, Harry Damore, who features in quite a few... Of Clive Barker's works, Harry Demore. I was going to say, I think they hint at that quite a lot, don't they? That yeah. he's, he's, he's got experience with... With the occult and the, the dark side of things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Demore, like, I don't think his first... Actually, yeah, his first appearance was in the Books of Blood story, um, The Last Illusion. And he's also in The Great and Secret Show. Nice. Yeah. Um, obviously, he, was the, he appears alongside Pinhead in The Scarlet Gospels as well. And he was, he'd replaced Pinhead in the comic. I think I've been mentioned in the last right. episode we talked about. He replaced Pinhead in the, um, in Hell, in the comics I was reading. I can't remember what they're called. It's some Hellraiser comic, yeah. but yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, he's quite a famous sort of figure in the Clive Barker. Clive Barker, this. Yeah. Yeah, we focused on him for a while. He's um, a private detective. He's a bit washed up. He's just come off an exorcism case. And he's a bit fucked up from that. <clears throat> he gets sent to LA to follow a, a tax dodger. Yeah, some like that. dude that's some, ripped somebody yeah, off for money. Some fraud. And he gets embroiled in the story of Swan, Swan and Nix. And Nix yeah. yeah, I hadn't seen this one before. Um, and I, like I said earlier, when we were talking about it before we started recording, I don't know of... I went in completely blind. Yeah. I literally just picked it up because we were going to cover it. Mm. Um, I was was not remotely familiar with anything to do with this. Usually, this sort of gifts online that you've seen and like, oh yeah, that I can picture yeah. that, or this this you've read something or you've seen something or there's somebody in it that you know from something else they've talked about. There's usually yeah. you've seen snippets of stuff somewhere, maybe like a trailer. Like I don't even recall seeing a trailer for this. Yeah. Like, I went in and everything was unfamiliar to me, completely new. Um, again, in, I went in not expecting a lot. I got to be honest because I'd never heard anything about this film. Yeah. Um, I was completely unfamiliar with anything to do with it. Like, I didn't even check out trailer. I just went in blind thinking, here we go, this is going to be a, just a subpar Clive Barker movie. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but actually, I thought it was fucking great. It's pretty great, yeah, yeah. Um, the only negative thing I've really got to say about it is the practical the practical effects, the special effects, the CGI yeah, effects. Yeah, CGI is a bit odd, yeah. Don't hold up now, but when do you yeah. say it was 95? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're going yeah. on fucking 15 years. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Old. Yeah, hold up. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a great, like, great little story. Great, um, great act. Like it was acted well. I thought. I think again, this one is a testament to sort of the magical side of things. Like Clive Barker is, I think, where I tend to sort of almost slip off. I prefer yeah, more yeah. where he's doing the monsters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but this was a really interest. It was a really interesting story. The basic mm. premise is nice and easy to follow. It's not convoluted. This magic, black yeah, magic, like white magic, light and dark, like, and all yeah, this yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of there's a one scene where they break into like this mysterious vault that holds all the answers yes, to every illusion cool, ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you don't like, stick around there very long to find out much of the no, considering it's like, off, like the complete history of illusions yeah, yeah. there's only three keys in the world and yeah, all this yeah. sort of stuff and I was like oh man that's pretty yeah. fucking cool I'd be in there for a week at least like. yeah they break in as oh we found the book we want let's yeah, go, let's go yeah. I was like what <laughs> this fucking library of <laughs> yeah, stuff like you know just stick around for an hour yeah, fucking two minutes in like, and out yeah. and get out yeah. um, I mean yeah. in all fairness the one guy did need the have his arm chopped off and yeah exactly the special trap that weird hologram thing yeah they're like harry's a more like because well for those who haven't seen it they break into this vault and um the one guy nearly gets his arm chopped off by a trap where they find the this book with information on nicks and um this one guy walks into a room trips over something and then this like hologram of like this big monster kind of looks a bit rawhead rexy yeah with like his brain poking out and stuff like that like scares the shit out of this guy and he calls for harry demore harry demore comes in with his gun tells the weird like and completely unfazed by the fact this thing's like got a brain poking out and it's brain just, poking out like, three like, eyes don't move <laughs> and then he says her again to him it's like almost like he's a scooby-doo villain yeah exactly <laughs> i actually thought it was like a ghost yeah. because the effects were like that old and dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought it was like oh they're trying to put like an actual like apparition <laughs> yeah, in yeah. yeah i said oh no it's supposed to be a hologram yeah. okay <laughs> like yeah I mean, if you saw that from around the corner, you'd be a bit, like, taken aback, at least. You wouldn't, like, act like it's just some fucking dude running. Oh, you definitely at least, like, brown streak your pants, if yeah, not yeah. shit your pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, yeah, Harry Moore does eventually figure out this hologram and shoots the hologram. Considering he's, like, a private detective, he's got terrible aim. It takes him, like, three yeah, shots. Yeah, three to shots to get that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in the ceiling. I know. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought it was, like, it was really good. Yeah. Um, completely come from out of left field. No idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I mean, like I, say, like I said earlier, I used to watch it when I was about 15, 16. I've, I've watched it loads, but um, I've not watched it since then, since last night, obviously. And I didn't think it would hold up well, but it does. It has hold up, held up surprisingly well, actually. The only other thing that I've got a little bit of concern with, actually thinking about it, mm. is at the start, Nix has got that little pet baboon that he, like, lets attack oh, the girl, yeah, yeah. and then you never see the baboon again. Yeah. I really wanted to see more of the baboon. I thought that was pretty badass, because they're, they're, yeah. they're funny-looking things. Yeah, yeah. It was 13 years. I mean, yeah. how long did the baboons live? I don't know. You know? I mean, they could have got a new baboon. Yeah, true. They could have trapped the baboon with Nix, and then, yeah. like, resurrected. Maybe they just didn't resurrect the baboon. That could have been interesting. I like a zombie baboon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like there's some, that's yeah. <laughs> just dating about, yeah, yeah. about like, oh, baboons, <laughs> zombie baboons. There's a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, some of Nix's lines in this film as well are great. Like, and I've I've definitely heard them in songs, like as in sampled in like metal songs. I'm pretty sure Cataclysm used one or two. If anybody listens to this and listens to metal and knows what I'm talking about, then please let me know because it's going to bug me for weeks. But again, I think this is testament to the fact that there was. A, was it written and directed by yes, Bob yeah, yeah. So like, he's clearly he's got away with words. He knows oh, yeah. how to like yeah, yeah. deliver fucking lines. How he knows how to it? make yeah. He knows how to make his bad guys sound like a fucking like badass. Fucking bad guys, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the one thing you can say about every one of the Clive Barker movies, yeah. even the ones that are terrible, even the, the the not very good Hellraiser ones. Pinhead still. He's always the best written character. Always the best written character when yeah. he's written by Clive Barker. Yeah, yeah. 
just like to say fat pinhead doesn't fat pinhead doesn't count yeah. Lines, yeah chubby pinhead um, can fuck right <laughs> but again this that it's one of those things that i think when i first started checking out clive barker stuff i didn't really appreciate yeah, yeah. like the the effort gone into not necessarily the effort but the, how effective you know, again you know going back to pinhead pinhead is in the hellraiser movies for what fucking 10 15 minutes a piece yeah, of that but he's the most notable character because yeah. of those lines he's yeah, given because of those lines, yeah. and the scene with most of the bad guys Candyman sticks out because Candyman's got some fucking yeah, amazing yeah. lines yeah um, so yeah testament testament credit where credit's due mm. Clive Barker knows how to write a fucking bad guy yeah exactly yeah and he did a great job with Nick's as well he was fucking he was awesome Again, considering you see Nick's for what ten, fifteen minutes at the start, yeah, yeah. that opening scene, and he's not in it till the last, last ten, fifteen last minutes 10 again. Minutes, yeah. But he still stands out as being this total fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't fuck with bad guy. Mm. Top job. Top job, definitely. Um, I checked out Book of Blood. I didn't get a chance to check this one out, so you're gonna have to take the lead on that. Um, it was one that I watched. Oh, I watched some of it a long time ago. Yeah, I've seen it a long time ago, but I've not seen it since. Don't remember really caring for it too much then. Um, but yeah, Book of Blood, two thousand and nine. So one of the more recent ones. A paranormal expert discovers a house that is at the intersection of a so-called highways, transporting souls in the afterlife. So film opens up and there's this chick upstairs in the attic bedroom and she's like swanning around in like a tank top and some pants and just, you know, swanning around. And all of a sudden there's some sort of spirit takes hold and starts like kicking the shit out of her, slapping her about all the rest. I'm pretty sure it like rapes her on the bed as well. I'm sure. Um, it's got like lying down on the front of her bed and like you see this weird sort of almost as if something's grabbing underneath her chin like you see indentations of where like fingers are touching skin yeah. and then like rips her fucking face clean off and she's just sitting there with her face missing just like <laughs> <laughs> I was like fucking yes here we go yeah, yeah. I'm all in for this um, her parents finally break into the bedroom and like written on the wall in like blood is do not mock us or don't mock us or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Which again, total badass. Yeah, fucking good. right. Um, so yeah, this paranormal research investigation woman, um, she's got, a, teaches a course in college. She's got a student that has apparently got particularly honed skills when it comes to this sort of stuff. So she tries to get him to stay in the house. Mm. And lo and behold, all this spooky shit starts happening. But, as it turns out, he's pulling tricks. He's doing tricks until he's not doing tricks. And then these writings start appearing on his skin. And basically this highway, the dead people are like writing their stories on his skin. <laughs> and yeah, it goes from there. Well, that's pretty much the end of the film, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking dope. Yeah. Um, basically, the film starts with the guy capturing him and like somebody's put out the contract because they want him flayed so they can have the skin. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the dead continue to write the skin right on his skin. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, again, quite pleasantly surprised. I mean, it did peak really early for yeah, me. Because yeah. I was like, fuck, this is fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. We're like three minutes in and we're seeing ghost rape and fucking face removal. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it sort of slows down quite a bit considerably. <laughs> um, 
but again, it, it was an interesting story. Um, like you said earlier, it's featured in the Books of Blood series. Yes. Um, I imagine it, it makes for a very interesting read. I'm definitely going to have to check out the Books of Blood stuff. Yeah, definitely do that, yeah. Um, again, it's one that I'd recommend you checking out if you don't, you get the time and you're not completely sick of Clyde Barker yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, kind of glossing over this one real quick because you haven't seen this, there's no back and forth and because I yeah. really want to talk about Nightbreed. Yes, yeah, let's I'm move on to Nightbreed. talk about Nightbreed. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So Nightbreed released in 1990. Uh, a couple of stars in this one, actually. We've got, well, I say stars. <laughs> You've got Craig Schaeffer, who plays uh, Boone, and he was the main guy in Hellraiser Inferno. Oosh. We've got David Cronenberg, plays Dacker. He was fucking great in Nightbreed. So when it's, uh, again, just quickly talking about David Cronenberg, mm. um, I didn't realise it was David Cronenberg until I like looked on IMDb to see who it was, because I was yeah. like, this dude's creepy as fuck. Yeah. And then so it was David Cronenberg, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes. that dude's pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's awesome. Um, we have Anne Bobby, who played Laurie Wilson, and she played Bridget Tenenbaum in... Um, Bioshock 1 and 2. Oh, hey. Yeah. Nice. Um, we've got... Amy specifically asked me to um, to mention this guy, right? Hugh Corshi, right? He plays the detective, the black detective. Right. And He's been in loads of stuff. He has, yeah, but most notably, right? <laughs> Almost notably for your wife. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, first off, he was Star Wars Episode 1, right? But he was also... He's, pa- He's Captain Amidala's yeah. guard. That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. But he was also Rick in Holby City. I don't remember watching much of all this. I've never watched any Hobby City, but maybe you just wanted me to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, most notably from the famous actor from Hobby City. Yeah, there we yeah. are. Yeah. And Doug Bradley plays um, Lysberg. I forgot. I thought it was Doug Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Doug Bradley is also in Books of Blood, I think, or Lord of Illusion. I don't think he's in Lord of Illusion. Uh, here we go on Top Hill Cast. Let me just double check again. Doug Bradley, he's in Books of Blood as Tollington, who is the previous like owner of the house and oh, nice. the guy that like dips in the panel shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's only a brief like bit browser. Like, oh, check it out. Uh, yeah. Doug. Well, Cradle of Filth did an album called Midian. All right. Um, back in the day, like in the late 90s. And um, they had Doug Bradley in to do some voice acting work on nice. the album. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little side note. So yeah. Um, and this one was also, also written. And directed by Clive Parker. Excellent. So yeah, should we dip into the plot? Aye, why not? So yeah, Nightbreed the plot. Apparently, originally, this film was a fucking mess. Yeah. Um, due to the studio interference and all the rest. So again, as you mentioned earlier, I got to watch the Clive Barker extended director's cut, if you will. Um, Is it the Cabal cut? I'm not sure if it's the Cabal cut or if it's just a new cut again because I think you had the original studio release which was hacked to shit and had a different ending Mm. I think from what you were saying earlier then you had the Cabal cut which had some of the scenes that were originally cut put in to try and put a lot more of the film in context because there's quite a bit going on that Mm. if it's not explained doesn't really make any sense which I think is what the original Nightbreed had a problem with this one when I, there's like an introduction you can watch on the Blu-ray beforehand I was watching and Clive Barker was basically saying the film now contains 45 minutes of unseen footage Yeah, they basically chopped some stuff out to fit new footage in so yeah. although the film is only extended by 20 minutes there's actually 45 minutes worth of new footage yeah, in yeah, yeah. Um, they cut some stuff out to put the new footage in because the f- new footage or the fan footage blends yeah. better with the story yeah. um, 
So yeah, it's, it's basically a new fucking film. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of glad I went in watching this cut. Yeah, yeah. Because this is essentially the Clive Barker approved. The definitive, like, Nightbreed. As close as he can get with the footage that he can rummage up. Yeah, yeah. This is the closest he can get at the Nightbreed he wanted to put out. Yeah. Which I think is really bizarre. Like, why would you give somebody th- that opportunity to, like, make a film? Yeah. But then just fucking hack and slash away at it exactly especially if like it's based on like the person that's directing or writing the film also wrote the book the film is based on and then obviously you want to give them as much creative freedom as possible but then like take that away from them when it comes to the editing room because when was Nightbreed was in 1990 when was the first Hellraiser because was the, 87 did it he was he did Hellraiser yeah. then went on to do Nightbreed wasn't it before I'm not sure if he did um, Hellraiser 2 first. I'm not sure if he wrote Hellraiser 2, but I think he went off because he did the directing for... So look. Um, so he did... Yeah, it was 87 Hellraiser. He directed and read, wrote that. Yeah. Hellraiser 2 then he produced and wrote in 1988. Right. And then 1990 he directed and wrote Nightbreed. So I think he was probably working on Nightbreed when they started doing Hellraiser 2. Yes, he was yeah, trying yeah. to put that together. Yeah. So after the success of Hellraiser, where, again, he wrote and directed, mm. why would you then step in yeah. and chop to shit the next movie from essentially like, this, this guy that's like. knocked it out the park yeah, yeah, with yeah. Hellraiser? Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, who, studios, knows? who knows what they're doing? But a basic plot summary is a young, troubled man is drawn to a mythical place called Midian, where a variety of friendly monsters are hiding from humanity. Meanwhile, a sadistic serial killer is looking for a patsy. So, uh, essentially, we're introduced to the character of Aaron Boone. Boone. Who, um, from what we can gather, he gets a phone call from his psychiatrist. Yeah, his old psychiatrist. Who basically asks him to come into the office and tells him it's very important he needs to come to the office and discuss some of the things that he's been talking about. Because Boone has been having these dreams his whole life about this Midian, Midian place. Yeah. And he's explained that he's seen these demons and the, all this sort of stuff. And these murders and these people dying and all the rest. Well, these murders have been occurring. And so the psychiatrist thinks that it may very well be Boone. Yeah. So well, he, wants, he wants to convince Boone that he's the killer. Him. Yeah, yeah. So getting straight into it. Boone goes on a mission to sort of try and find Midian and get to the bottom of everything, which is where we come across the monsters. Mm. And Boone, again, we're getting into spoiled territory, but let's just, let's just fucking dive in. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, again, I'm like racing through this because <laughs> I want to talk so much about it. But yeah, Boone finds the monsters, essentially becomes a monster. Yeah. And then his girlfriend comes to look for him because apparently he's been killed by the police yeah because yeah. the police come to the graveyard to find him and when they when they kill boone right was it like five rambos on the other end of those guns because they shot him like literally <laughs> a million like times well they ridiculous. say about that later on they say well you shot like 30 times yeah. um basically what we find out is the decker really he's he's well aware of the monsters yeah he doesn't like the monsters he wants to fucking exterminate them but he needs to get this patsy going yeah which is where boone comes in and boone yeah, basically gets accepted, becomes a monster. We see all these cool fucking monsters everywhere mm. and um, you get people trying to come and kill the monsters. That's your yeah, very basic, quick overlay of fucking what's going on. In the meanwhile, you've got Decker going round who is 
Well, what's what's his, uh, is his serial killer thing got a name or is he just Decker? I don't think he has got a name to be honest, but no, I think it's just Decker. Yeah, just Decker. So you've got Decker going around essentially committing these murders in an effort to palm them off on these monsters, which mm. are ancient beings that are just misunderstood. They now live underground out of the way of the humans. They're called the night breed because the sunlight hurts them. Yeah. But they can just basically do all these things that people dream of, like flying and turning into different animals and into smoke and all the rest of it. And people are afraid of what's different, so they hunt them, so they stay out of the way and all this stuff. And it's fucking brilliantly laid out. It's just like such a fantastic fucking story. Mm. Um, and you've got these monsters that are only monsters in as much as they are different and weird and like feature monster like fucking weirdness yeah. but actually they're very peaceful calm things that just live out the way apart from that red dude he's a bit of a dickhead he's a bit of a weirdo yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah we get uh, basically we get Bo- Boon Decker creates this uproar and you get this whole police come in and they ransack Midian. Try and like ransack Midian and clear out the fucking dirty monsters. Yeah. Um, again, this is speed fucking racing through yeah. what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> it is a very well put together plot. Works wonderfully. Starts off as almost like a slasher movie. Yeah. Where we see like a home invasion. Um, it's creepy as hell then it gets to a point where we get to see Midian where you get all this big reveal and you get to see all these really interesting creature ideas like there's so many different things that have been rammed into this the Midian place the, this idea the, all these fucking creatures and stuff yeah. that he could have written half a dozen other stories based yeah, on yeah. some of these some of these things are so fucking interesting to look at yeah definitely and I think that was one of the things that they cover in the introduction is that there are some creatures that have never been seen before yeah, yeah. that have made this cut yeah um, cool. which I thought was really fucking cool yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it is it takes on a new sort of starts off with that creepy spooky slasher yeah. set up we see the monsters, which is a bit creepy. Then we see that they're not actually bad, which is nice. But then you get like a role reversal where like it goes almost batshit fucking crazy yeah, yeah. with the police turning <laughs> up and then like decide that they're just going to lay waste yeah, to yeah. fucking Midian. And um, yeah, it just goes fucking wild. It's a fucking nuts movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is great. Like it's so batshit mental, but awesome. But I think the the build-up beforehand, it takes itself very seriously to start with. Yeah. And then I think as it gets later on and it starts to head towards that batshit crazy side, it doesn't do it to the point where it's like comical no. bad. Yeah, yeah. Like there are comedy elements in there to emphasise the like... Not taking itself too seriously. It's not taking itself too seriously. Yeah. There's the bit where the police are getting ready to go and he's talking about the guns and like yeah, he's yeah. got this... Oh, he's got like a massive arsenal in this tiny yeah, fucking this tiny police little police village yeah, yeah. where it's got like fucking rocket launchers like NRA capital launchers and fucking yeah, yeah. and like it, this little nods to like where it's not taking itself too seriously yeah and it's really interesting to see this whole reversal of the monster concept that like mm. humans are the monsters all along but especially coming from Clive Barker who's like introduced you to Pinhead yeah and Candyman yeah yeah these two figures that are again well, I suppose they were human that then become monsters so maybe that's the whole thing overall but you know, don't be too deep yeah. um, but you've got this whole plethora of like 
interesting characters that are like you look at them and you're like repulsed because yeah. they're a bit they're weird and yeah. they're monsters like but they're actually nice yeah, yeah. things there's one scene I want to talk about actually I just remembered it um, there's a scene where they, the police are ransacking Midian and you've got that one guy I think he was the guy who was showing them all the guns yeah in the before they ransacked Midian and the mutant lady or like the monster lady with the the sexy porcupine sexy, lady yeah the sexy porcupine lady <laughs> <laughs> like she's like standing stand on the corner she like gets a booby out and like shows him and he's like ooh goes all ooh, this. I like your yeah, weird porcupine no, face no you're horrible looking <laughs> I'm not coming anywhere near you but no, I was thinking goes, I was yeah. like oh maybe she's casting a spell because I was like yeah. I can see there's a boob yeah but she's not attractive at all no I don't mind a boob I like a boob as well as the next guy or lady that likes boobs yeah. um, not on my like, lady I was like no she's got there's a spiky tits yeah. like and she's got a weird spiky face yeah and like I'm sure she's lovely but she's a porcupine yeah, lady yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not for me no. <laughs> but like yeah no he was all up for it yeah, he was yeah, rearing he was right the go <laughs> what the fuck's up with that guy <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just palmed it off. I mean, it takes all sorts. I'm not, I'm not saying that makes it a bad film by any means. Yeah, but yeah, no, I just, I just no. she must want to just, discuss it. I mean, some people might just have a thing for porcupine ladies. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's a scene that, like right in the beginning of the film where all the monsters are running towards Midian. Yeah. And it kind of looked like a cold chamber music video. <laughs> it did. From like the late 90s. It's when he's having a dream. Yes, yeah. He's yeah. having a dream and they're all running. And they all like <clears> look <throat> into the camera doing this weird face. Yeah. Like, ah! That could be the, be the video for Loco easily. <laughs> But again, some of the makeup in this was amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, that, guy, that fat guy with the weird things coming out of his stomach. Yeah, yeah. little Beetlejuice-type yeah, yeah. fucking claw things. Very sort of um, Hellraiser-y. There yeah, was a lot great. of, like, you could see there was obviously a lot of direct, um, I don't want to say influenced by Hellraiser, but that idea of yeah. running with, like, the Cenobites are all based off of um, various tortures and sins and uh, yeah. this that and the other and you can see that like he's definitely been able to sort of run with a lot of his ideas that maybe hadn't made mm. yeah, yeah. a Hellraiser sort not necessarily I'm not trying to say they were both the same or he's used his scrap ideas for this I'm sure he came up with new stuff yeah. for Nightbreed yeah. but there's so much stuff in you it must have been quite nice to just be all like okay yeah I've got this guy this guy's pretty fucking weird what do you think yeah we can do that let's check him in Yeah, yeah. and like because there's a bit where um, the girlfriend is walking through I was just about to mention that yeah she's walking around Midian you've got like the Danny Elfman soundtrack playing and yeah. like you see all these monsters it's a fucking great scene right? and it's there's not it's not like a fobbing you off with like okay well we'll have six of this guy and seven yeah, of no. that guy they're all unique they're, everyone they? is essentially unique yeah unique in like well unique in as much as the word unique implies unique yeah, like yeah. there are ones that are standing up on two legs some on four legs there are some that essentially look like piles of fucking blob that are just yeah sort there's of one guy with like really weird like bug eyes and a small spiky mouth and, yeah, yeah and there's all sorts like he's, he's obviously been able to just go, go do way. whatever the fuck he yeah, wants yeah. which is great yeah but then it brings you back to why did the studio then cut fuck out of it yeah like, yeah um but yeah, the Decker character, that fucking mask. Mm. So we don't realise there is Decker for a while because the killer's wearing this mask. And the mask is so, so great, simplistic yeah. in essentially its execution. But it's so fucking effective. I don't know if yeah. it's just because the mouth's on a slight wobble. I was going to say it's on a slight angle, isn't a it? A slight it's not tilt. Like, like yeah, it's not yeah. square. It's not a straight mouth. I'll be fun to edit it. Yeah, it's... I honestly cannot 
fathom mm. why this film got so much hate. But yeah, again, yeah. I think that's because I was very lucky in the first cut I got to watch was the, the yeah, yeah, Clive Barker cut. Yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a fucking black. I can honestly see me watching this quite regularly. Like, yeah, I, watch, I definitely watch it again. Yeah, totally like it. Like I say, I watched it back in the day, but that must have been like the original. I can't. I didn't think much of it. Well, I say I always got the sort of impression. Again, it was one of the ones that wasn't really talked about a great deal. Like yeah. I, I'd heard of Nightbreed, but not in a sense of Nightbreed's one you need to watch. Yeah, yeah. it was just oh, Nightbreed. It's there. It's that one. And it was yeah. like, I've looked to sort of dip into it a couple of times, but yeah. never really got around to it until we started doing Clyde Barker season. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I wasn't really looking forward to it yeah, at yeah. all because yeah. I hadn't really heard anything good. I know there were people that stood by it as being a good film. Yeah, yeah. But I think the majority of people think it's a yeah. pile of shit. Like, thinking back now, we went to that um, Arrow video all night and we were speculating that the last, like, the secret film would be Nightbreed, yeah. the Cabal Cup, because obviously that was being released by Arrow very soon. That would have been fucking amazing. I know. Can you imagine finishing that off instead of Dream Demons? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have Which been nuts. a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Dream Demons. Uh, I'll no doubt pick it up, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, like, do you know that Lyle's Berg voice, so the guy that played Doug Bradley's character, rather, um, they originally redubbed his voice to make give him a German accent? I did not know. Yeah. But then, obviously, they redubbed it. Yeah, for the, back to... Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, he re-recorded his lines. Doug Brady did. And a few other actors recorded additional dialogue for the director's cut as well. Nice. Yeah. It's nice to see some... Lo- I'm not sure how responsible Arrow Video is for... Yeah. That. I'll have to check out some more of the special features. Shmall. Shmall. Um, to see. But, I mean, if Arrow Video are, like, solely responsible for helping get this Clive Barker cut out I think they really need a pat on the back for that oh definitely yeah yeah so there we are if that's true give yourself a pat on the back because we know you listen to our podcast <laughs> obviously yeah obviously you mention you uh, literally every fucking every episode, episode. Yeah. I can't help it I was contemplating getting an arrow video tattoo just as a bit of filler somewhere <laughs> like just the logo or like just, yeah just yeah. the logo either that or a VHS tape with like the logo where the sticker bit should be nice that would be cool yeah, yeah. Yeah, if any tattooists out there want to do me a Arrow Video VHS tattoo in the Cardiff area or thereabouts, <laughs> I don't want to travel too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless the price is right, because I'm fucking broke. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Fucking. Nightbreed, man. Yeah. Nightbreed. Well worth checking out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely I think we out. ended Clive Barker on a high point. Oh fuck! I I would argue. I was just going to say about you know in terms of rankings. Yeah. It's a bit difficult because we sort of covered the Hellraiser series. And we ranked them individually. And we yeah. ranked them individually. But as a whole, <clears throat> let's just say sort of a standalone. So you've got the Hellraiser franchise, yeah. Candyman franchise, because obviously we did much three. Mm. Nightbreed, Lord of Illusions. Yeah. Um, I actually watched Book of Blood. I watched yeah. about Book of Blood. Out of the stuff you've seen, what would you say is like pinnacle fucking Clive Barker if you're gonna if you've never seen a single Clive Barker film before and you had to pick three for people to watch what would you pick three I'd pick um, I should probably say Hellraiser 1 and 2 and then Nightbreed yeah yeah well the director's cut Nightbreed obviously yeah I'd I'd definitely say director's cut Nightbreed Hellraiser (sighs) and then I don't know man I think Lord of Illusions I although I really did enjoy Lord of Illusions I wouldn't 
recommend it to somebody going in Blind to Clive like, Barker. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Candyman 2. Yeah. I think yeah. Candyman 2 gives more of an origin story. Mm. Yeah. And is, in many ways, a better film. Mm. Many ways. Yeah, definitely. Fight me. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done rankings on IMDb or Oof. scores yet. So what do you think Nightbreed got on IMDb? I'm going to guess Nightbreed got a really shitty rap. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say it's about a 5.3 a bit higher 6.6 oof yeah and what do you reckon Lord of Illusions got on IMDb uh, that's got to be a 6 point something let's go 6.2 again ooh so close 6.1 oof should we check the tomato meters <laughs> so what do you think the tomato meter says of Nightbreed I think a critic score has got to be way down there. 20 something percent, 23. 40. 40 for the critics. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And an audience score, I would have said, was up a bit higher. So if critics were 40, yeah. audience 56. 60. Oof. And the Lord of Illusions tomato meter. Again, critic score, I'm going to say around about the 45%. Oh, a bit higher, 61. No way for the critic yeah, score. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Well, is this really bizarre for yeah, a film weird, that like yeah. is obviously relatively it's, well received? Yeah, but it's practically unheard of in comparisons like yeah. Hellraiser and when you talk to people about Clive Barker movies, people don't go, "Oh yeah, Lord of Illusions, that's yeah. amazing." Yeah. Um, okay, so the, uh, if that's the critic score, the, the fucking viewer score's got to be lower then, haven't it? I'll go with fifty-four percent. Ooh, close fifty-two. Oof. It's rare to see like a, a film like score. this, a critic score higher than the audience score. Yeah. Usually you've got to allow for fanboy like appreciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now, there we are. There's a Clive Barker season. Over and yeah, done with. Over and done I've with. I've got a brand new appreciation for Clive Barker. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely be dipping into some stuff to read. Mm. Um, yeah. Is there any Clive Barker film that we missed out that we should have watched and discussed? Is there like a special? Is there another Lord of Illusions out there that like is completely unheard of and underappreciated? Well, thinking back on this now, on Clive Barker's season that we've done as a whole, I think we've covered all of the films that he actually directed, and most of the ones he wrote. So I'm happy with that. I That's think we've cool. done quite a concise little list of his works. I mean, I'd be interested in seeing if there is anything out there that somebody else has done. Again, if it's true to, mm. you know, if there's a. Um, something that another a lot of the films seem to be based off of stuff out of the books of blood if there's another yeah. books of blood movie that we haven't seen that's actually good because it ties in very closely to the source material yeah i'm all i'm all for recommendations well this is part of you know absolutely yeah. back and forth let's have a bit of back and forth yeah totally chuck me some stuff um and the hellbound heart is currently in production apparently oh uh, the so, reboot yeah 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 i i I'd like it if they kept it called The Hellbound Heart. I think it needs to stay The Hellbound Heart because The Hellbound Heart and Hellraiser are two different things. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The Hellbound Heart is specifically that one book. book. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether they move on and do something else with it later, which yeah. they no doubt will, provided yeah. Hellbound Heart does well. well. Which I'm hoping it does. I think the, outside of updating the story slightly... Even if they kept the same Cenobites, yeah, I still I think it'd be a good watch as yeah, long definitely. as it's done with the love and appreciation it yeah. deserves. Don't bring back Chubby Pinhead for <laughs> that. But again, that's it. Are they going to bring Doug Bradley? I yeah, haven't yeah. looked into it. Is Pinhead even going to be in it? Like? Yeah, I mean, I hope he is, but 
this is it. They've got a whole new. They could probably introduce a whole new Cenobite. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I have to have a look in to see whether Clive Barker's on board with any of this and whether he's got new ideas and stuff. Yeah, yes, he he's um, for Herb and Hart, according to Wikipedia. I just closed down. <laughs> he's um, writing and producing it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe he's because my understanding, if I remember correctly, the Pinhead was never supposed to be this all-encompassing. No, I don't think Clay Barker was a big fan of the Pinhead. <laughs> no, I think that's why he tried to sort of write him off with Scarlet Gospel and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, to finally sort of kill him off. Mm. But yeah, it's a fresh start. Maybe he's going to introduce some new Cenobites. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you never know. Maybe we'll get a new version, a new a new Cenobite to replace Pinhead, a new fucking I don't know, a new Lord face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to that. Should be should be a good one. Yeah, I'm all on board for that. I got no problem whatsoever with the man to dabble. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is there as long as they keep it the Hellbound Heart and not Hellraiser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're two standalone things. Yeah, yeah. The stories can be essentially the same. And yeah. you, it is. Everybody knows it's a reboot, but it's yeah. not. Hellraiser, you haven't yeah. got all that extra baggage of everything else yeah, on top exactly, of Yeah, exactly, you can almost have a fresh fresh start. Though. Yeah, I'm all about the fresh start Yeah, man. when it comes to remakes. Oof. Yeah, totally. So yeah, that's Clay Barker season done. Um, our next episode will be a roundup of 2018, 2019 rather. <laughs> yeah, the 2018 roundup, yeah, yeah. say something already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> About a year ago, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll just be talking about our films of the decade, our top tens of the year, in films, music, and TV, maybe, maybe a top five TV because yeah, I don't think either of us watch that much. Like. I don't think I've seen too much this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm going to struggle for the other two lists. I think for my top ten for the decade, I just picked out stuff like there's stuff I've watched hmm. that like I've really appreciated. But for my top ten, I've picked out stuff that I've like got the most enjoyment out of. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that's. Yeah. I could sit here and like write a list of ten films that I think are great achievements in cinema. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to do that. I want to write a list with stuff like Puppet Masters on the list because yeah. Puppet Masters, yeah, fucking exactly, great. Yeah, yeah no. I'm right. I was my, thinking about that. Like, I'm gonna definitely put like Puppet Master on there and like, I don't know stuff that I just thought, fuck me, I, do, I really enjoyed that. Like, well, that's. I think that's the again going back to not being too much of a fucking asshole about film and stuff. It's yeah. all down to personal interpretation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like top ten list for the year. I've seen a lot of top 10 lists that feature The Irishman yeah. and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Both of which I saw. Both of which I thought were good movies. Yeah. Neither of which currently feature on my top 10 list. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed them both. But I enjoyed other movies way more. And that's not to underestimate how well crafted a film it is. Yeah, no. But it's all about your personal but taste. Exactly. Your These, personal the, the list is about what I enjoyed watching the most. Yeah, exactly. And everybody else is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't think Toy Story 4 is fucking great, then you're wrong. I haven't seen it, so... I'm oh my God, it's honest. amazing. <laughs> I don't think I want to watch it, to be I honest. I can't wait to talk about Toy Story 4. <laughs> on this horror podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on my top ten yeah. list. It is, yeah. yeah. Decade or year? <laughs> of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have, like, is it top five or... Oh, it's definitely it's in it's in the top area, like. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. I, I love it. it. Amy's seen it. I am seen it. Yeah, I took the kids to watch it, so I think that helped. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, now man, Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking like breed monsters and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Toy Story Toy also rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. Well, I see. Definitely. I don't. I don't think I want to watch it to be honest with you. Like I, 
I've enjoyed Toy Story in the past. I watched the first one too much and I can't watch it any ever again. And the second and third ones I thought were just sad. Yeah, there's there's definitely the second one sort of does that whole father son thing. Yeah. The third one does the stuff getting old and people moving on. Yeah. I think there's that whole well, I've talked about it before, but when you have kids there's like a switch triggered mm. where like all of a sudden you're really sensitive to everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like yeah, I think that helps. Yeah. I think if I'd gone to watch Toy Story without having kids, which in itself would have been fucking weird, a yeah, 35-year-old yeah. man going to the cinema to watch <laughs> Toy Story, probably on his own. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that having had that switch triggered and like the sort of stuff they cover and stuff, it was mm. like, I was trying not to cry. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Being and <laughs> Yeah, sitting there like, no, I'm a, I'm a six-foot-two guy with a fucking beard and plastic and tattoos. I'm not upset about some fake story about fucking toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was good yeah it was, uh, yeah I loved it <laughs> <laughs> but more about that in the roundup of 2018 2019 why do I keep on seeing 2018 I don't know maybe because time's moving too quickly and it is to halt. yeah yeah totally yeah I get that so yeah I forgot to sort of discuss earlier the new year's resolution thing do you are you a new year's resolution oh, person not Have really made any I used to but I never stick to them so I just think what's the point yeah, no, yeah. I tried to sort of, I was thinking about this and I was like, no, I mean, it's all nonsense, this whole new year, new me yeah, bollocks, it is, I don't yeah. really buy into it. And I was like, well, I haven't got to do a new year, new me bollocks, I've just got to try and like set some targets or something for something that I really want to do. Yeah. So I was thinking about this and I turned 35 this year, my birthday, mm. 35, and I was like, 35 is a good number. Yeah. And I was like, 35, okay, that's my target for stuff. So last year, I think I read six books, which is like abysmal. So this year's target is 35. Wow. I'm going to try and go to the cinema 35 times okay. because I think I went maybe six times last year. Yeah. And I'm going to try and go to like 35 gigs and stuff so I get out more because yeah. I just end up sitting in the house doing fuck all. Yeah. So I want to try and get out and do more. So that was my whole... You know, that's like three a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was all like, how am I going to wangle this? And it was like, it's, I'm not going to try and like I'd stick to it, die hard, stick to it, but I'm going to try and yeah, like... Yeah. That's just the target. So it's if like, we do a festival this year, are yeah. you counting that as gigs? Well, this is, I was trying to iron out the final points of this. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to count every single band as a separate thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to count if I go to a festival and it's a three-day festival as a single thing. Yeah, yeah. That's three days. That's three events. Yeah, yeah. Provided I'm conscious. That's the one, oh, right. you know, Friday, It could Saturday. be that you, you generally tend to see, what, three bands at a gig? Yeah. So three so bands at a festival, that counts as a gig. Yeah, if so I see 30 bands at a festival, exactly, that's 10 gigs. 10. Yeah, yeah, sorted. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try and keep it, or I say 30 gigs, like 30 events. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's the Arrow video all night mm. that we'll probably do again. You know, yeah, if yeah. I go to any fucking... Maybe Fractured Visions. Yeah, maybe Fractured so. Visions bits. It, it's getting out and doing stuff. Yeah, I yeah. need to get out and do more instead of just fucking working and sleeping because mm. it's driving me mad. Yeah. So that, that was my, my thing, my yeah. little shtick. Sweet. So if good. anybody's got anything coming up yeah. like they want to recommend so I can look at it and be all like, yeah, I'm totally up for like doing that. Let's go yeah. do some stuff. Then fucking send me a message. <laughs> Sweet. You, you know, that was the perfect cue for bumper then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just stood on the bumper cue, yeah. Segway. Yeah, segway into the bumper. And bumper is here. <laughs> <laughs> we love you and you love us. So why didn't you follow us on some of this social media stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> no, man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs>
this is the actual battle line. we got to carry we got to keep uh, it going follow us on Twitter at Goonies Podcast or on Instagram at Groovy Goonies Podcast uh, there's also a Facebook page search for Groovy Goonies although not a lot goes on there we never use it and if you find this on either Twitter or Instagram you'll also find our personal accounts should you wish to hurl abuse at either of us yes thanks very much excellent well thank you very much for listening thank you all see you again soon bye bye yeah.